festive. Looking out a dirty old window, outside the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's moving. I can feel the heat, but it's soothing heading down. I Hello! This is Minute 44 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Amy Pascal, still your host this week, and I am welcoming back the delightful Jessica DeRoy. Hi. And the interesting Jordan <laughs> Sam, who has just seen this movie for the first time. Still on probation. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, today's minute, uh, we are finishing Cher's VO that we ended last minute with about her terrible night and how she can't call anyone. And we end with Josh's girlfriend complaining about one of their professors. I liked how she went to the phone and picked up and immediately started dialing. Yeah, how'd she pay? She, I didn't see a. I didn't see a phone <laughs> I card. Didn't either. Nothing. I, well, there yeah. were. Well, there were. Um, you guys were talking about phone cards, but see, I remember um, numbers that you would uh, memorize, like yeah, I mean, people I, who had. So it was so it could have been the same thing. So instead of having an actual phone card, you can just plug in stuff. And, uh, and that's what I thought too. But what I remember, and I, I looked at it, was that she literally just put in like three numbers and it <laughs> immediately cut to Josh. So I'm not sure if there was like maybe a few seconds gap while she typed in because I remember those numbers too and they were long like you had to do like 1-800 AT&T or 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 like you know then after you put the number you had to put in nine before you put in the area code of the number you called and and all kinds of stuff so it it was a chore to you know and it was not just three numbers you type that totally tripped a memory of my small town (laughs) suburban childhood I didn't know how to dial a number and I know we talked in the last minute about uh, car accidents, and this is not the car accident that I promised you that scintillating tale. This is a, a situation where I was going from my little town to up to Torrance, which is kind of near L.A. Like if you're around, if you're not from around here, let's just say L.A. And I was on the freeway on the 91, which is a major freeway here, and uh, blew a tire. And oh, I was stuck in, you know, you're supposed to pull to the right, but here the freeways are, there's no getting over. So I had to stop on the left shoulder, which was where the carpool lane was. And it was like right after a curve. And it was me and a friend and my little brother. And it was the most terrifying thing. The cops had to come. They ran a traffic break, you know, stop the whole freeway, clear it so we can get to the other side. And the wow. whole thing was just beyond. I was a small town girl. This is all too much for me to handle. So by the time we got to our destination, I was shaking so bad that they, I wanted to call my parents. I didn't know how to dial long distance. I was used to just <laughs> dialing seven numbers. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't realize, like... They they're like I, I go the phone it's not working and they're like well you have to dial your area code first I'm like, oh okay so I do it and then I'm like it's still not working they're like did you dial one first like, oh no do that all over again so <laughs> <laughs> so if I were in Cher's shoes in this situation I I would have had to just sleep under the clown or something I don't know <laughs> yeah well I can you know I think you do get a pass on that because of the trauma like that's yeah. very very that's traumatic true. like um. She obviously knows Josh's number. Mm-hmm. And I thought my question was actually, right now, if you lost yourself, if you get robbed, 
you lose your cell phone and the only thing you have is a payphone, how many numbers can you recall that oh. they can call like emergency wise? Right now? Oh including nine one one? Include no, not not include because... like if you if you were okay, if you were share and you were there, uh, and like, but you know, in your own town. Oh, wait, I, I, I know who my can home you... phone number, so I could call call the landline at home, but that'd probably be about it because everyone I know usually has a cell phone now, and and no one like a lot of people don't even know their own cell phone number until they have to go into a mm-hmm. menu to look at it, and they just mm-hmm. transfer it back and forth. Like the number doesn't even come up on my phone, the number anymore. It just comes up with the name. Unless it's someone I don't know. I think that's also like why that that meme like uh, new phone who's dis uh, is kind of started because no <laughs> no one knows that stuff anymore. But I mean, Cher uh, does not need to call nine one one because she does remember phone numbers and she remembers Josh's number. And it's a good thing that there's pay phones there too. Exactly. It's good. To, well, I think back then, like I mean, there's yeah. still pay phones in New York. Like I was yeah. walking around Manhattan the other day, and there's I passed through like a bunch of them. Um, I did. I there was something that warmed my heart about like Josh answering this huge like plastic phone, <laughs> like because I remember those so so well. And you know, and with the curly wires that are going to like completely get yeah, like oh, tangled up, oh, and then you had to unspin them. Uh, uh, the the curly wires made made like I remember once I was uh, helping uh, tutoring some kid about genetics stuff and we were talking about the super curling of uh of uh dna strands like how it's the double helix and then they curl up on things and stuff like and it's like taking a rubber band and they'll curl and curl upon itself and like i went to say it's kind of like how a telephone cord i'm like wait a second no you you probably don't know what a telephone cord (laughs) curls like yeah i'm like oh because like the only places that have phones with that are pay phones and uh and uh and, certain and those work are phones. metal yeah like yeah. like yeah work phones like grandma's house like grandma's house usually yeah has, has yeah that. yeah my grandma had a phone that had like one of those that was like really long like you could go into oh, the yeah. next room with it <laughs> i had one like that was probably because my father worked for at&t at you know as a phone tech and like he would bring home like we had fancy phones and we had stuff but we had a a cord that was probably about 30 feet i could go anywhere in the house with it i could go downstairs like from the kitchen it was awesome true mobility so she calls josh who is in his dorm i'm guessing or apartment but i think it was his dorm and he's making out with his girlfriend heather uh we find out it's heather later i don't know when we find out her name uh but what what i noted was that Apparently, they hadn't really gotten too far in their making out because neither one of them had taken their boots off. Or their acid wash jeans. Or their acid wash jeans, yeah. yeah. That whole pan up from <laughs> both of them wearing heavy black boots with like silver clunky things on them. That I was like, oh, yeah. And then it went up to the acid wash jeans and I was like, oh. Or wait, is that stone oh, yeah. wash? Those are stone wash, aren't they? Stone wash. Because acid yeah, is ac- 80s. 80s, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stone wash jeans with the, like the bright, like God, I still hate really light colored jeans, but yeah, my the husband wears them jeans. sometimes still. <laughs> Good thing he's really cute. Yeah, yeah, he's very lucky that he's very cute because otherwise, uh, Cher then explains everything about what's been going on to her to Josh, and he really has no choice but to come and get her, and not because everything that happens hits his. Very all the social issues that he's very passionate about, you know, designated driver, attempted date rape and robbery, and so the couple leave but her their priorities team. though, like she she, she ends she the, ends it with yeah the, she ends interest. it with the fact that she got 
Well, well, first the dress. Okay, so the dress she ends it, but she mm-hmm. buries the lead with the whole robbery. Like she yeah. starts talking about how <laughs> well, I went to this party and there was a guy who tried to sexually harass me and so on. And, and by the way, I got robbed. And I had to ruin my dress. <laughs> what, what I like about here is that I, I kind of imagine Josh just kind of toning this out because she starts doing mm-hmm. that like little kid whining and crying thing. Like I half expected her to start doing the like the hiccuping sobs because yeah. her as because her, her voice was getting that higher and higher kind of thing. And like I mean, not not to diminish what happened to her, but it's just that's the tone and cadence it was taking on. So, like, maybe he couldn't just hear the part where it's like, oh, and I was robbed, put a gun to my head and, and robbed me, because she was doing that high-pitched whining kind of thing, yeah, that I guess is, is the best way to call it. That is Alicia Silverstone's gift, is that whine-cry <laughs> thing. <laughs> I like, Well, I kind of felt that her, because I, I didn't think about that, but you're right, like, she just goes, she goes through the entire story, mm-hmm. but I think that has a lot to do with her father being a lawyer, like, oh, she's going true. to detail, like, everything that has happened, you know, it almost is um, like a an opening argument, like, well, this is what happened, like, I need you to come and get me, because, set the scene. like, set the scene, mm-hmm. yeah, set the scene, like, explain everything that happened, and I'm going to give you all of the reasons why you need to do this, and then, therefore, he will do it. So, yes, the happy couple leave their uh, candlelit room because there were a lot of candles. And a lava lamp. <laughs> and, and, a, and a lava lamp mm-hmm. and a lot of books. I, you know, it was a really, for for a scene that was framed so closely on the two of them, aside from, like, the scrolling up of the legs, like, Jaws has, like, given himself quite the little lovemaking lair. <laughs> he is there to seduce his honeys because... That was or, a that was a thing. Or maybe you just got a good deal at the Yankee Candle Factory. <laughs> Our next scene is that they're in the car. Heather is in a beret. Guilty, by the way. See, that was I was gonna ask. Like, I don't because my thing was okay. I don't really remember berets being a thing. Uh-huh. And then I thought, wait a minute, was Winona Ryder in a beret? And I feel like maybe she did. But what I do remember is Miss Monica Lewinsky, who was well known for her beret mm-hmm. and all of the pictures of her in the beret. And that was just like a year later. Wasn't it like 96 or something like that? 96 or 97? So, um, yeah, no, they weren't really prevalent. I mean, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know what was wrong with me. Why? I, I don't know if I was a fashion victim <laughs> or what, them. because the, the beret was right after the big hat with that was pinned up in front with the flowers. I yep. had yeah. I had a couple of those blossom hats. Blossom hats. Blossom yeah, hat. that's what I was gonna say. That's what I remember berets and hats like that from was blossom. Yeah. <laughs> so that was me. But catalog girl. Uh, Josh Josh says like where are you? And she says Sun and she's like Sun Valley. Like she actually well, is very afraid to say it. Have and you he's driven like, in you LA? Because no, that, that's that's I don't what know I'm where, asking. I don't know where Josh goes to school. Do you, we think he goes to USC or or what? Uh, I was UCLA. But oh, I does he go? Okay, so either one of those. I mean, let's say they're going from Beverly Hills to Sun Valley. That's 40 minutes without traffic. Mm. So it's all in mm. in the you know this small area of LA, but everywhere just takes mm. so long to get there. There's at least two freeways to get there. So it's wow. it's a it's a distance, especially if he's further into the heart of 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 downtown LA. Um, it, it's a, it's a ways to go. I thought maybe it was just like, it was a bad place of town that he didn't want to drive to. Oh, normally. Yeah, no. I was he was, about that, he was but... in his lair making out in his stonewashed jeans and 
who knows how late it was so yeah it was it was it's hard to get josh out of his dorm room yeah yeah i figured it, i thought it was a distance thing too and and like you okay. said like he was totally going to be sexing up mm-hmm. eventually and like a couple not... weeks from then but like you have to gr- lay the groundwork <laughs> you know you have to work up or... to these things he lost a whole evening of working up there was no way that he was going to get any much further because if he had to drive 40 minutes to pick her up then mm-hmm. drive back and you know they had probably had school the next day I don't know. Why did Heather go with him? Because they were in his. Oh, hmm. Like if I, I they did... were if they were on campus and she was a campus, wouldn't it just been easier that she would go back to her dorm or or where she was or? They may have been planning to go back to his dorm afterwards, except for you know they end up having a bit of a tip. They have all that conversation that they have to have that pretentious college yeah. conversation. You know, never <laughs> exactly. miss an opportunity to debate when you're in college. The thing that killed me about her speech is, you know, people, you know, had talked about clueless, like, oh, do teenagers really talk like this? And then, you know, and especially when uh, we've got Dawson's Creek that's popping up in 98, I believe, um, 98 or 99. And it was like, oh, teenagers don't talk like this. But her vocabulary and dialogue is so perfect for like a second semester freshman or like sophomore where like they've they're taking a few classes and they think they're an intellectual and you know and this is so important and i'm so smart and he's taken our minds at the most fecund point and restrained them i hate that word that is one of my least favorite I hate, words. And I, I do like the share is totally not buying to, into any of this. Like she just completely rolls her eyes in the background. Mm-hmm. And that is, yeah, we end, we end the minute with uh, restrained them. And Susan Mohan, who plays Heather, I looked her up and she hasn't really done anything. She did two episodes of Nash Bridges and you know, I, who was in that? Somebody was in that. What's his name? The oh. guy who was married to Melanie Griffith and is yeah. 50 shades of gray dad. Um, Corbin Burnson. What is his name? Oh. Miami Vice, right? What oh, was his it? name? Is it John Johnson? John Johnson. Him. John Johnson was was Nash Bridges. I think so. Oh my god! And it was created by Carlton Cuse. You know what? I did know that. Yeah. So. And who? What do that... you think they're talking about? That when when Heather's going on about this, what what subject is it? Is it is it literature? Is it what do you think? I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be literature. Okay. Like I had written. English teacher, but I think literature probably makes sense. And her terminology yeah, like, feels like I, someone who's taking literature. Like the only other thing I could think of that would be possibly something to do with art, but they don't really strike me as 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 the taking those kinds of classes right now. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure because I, I was also wondering, is it like a psych class? But yeah. I think because it, it felt more literary, like you don't. Second is used yeah. by like English majors, mm-hmm. you know. Nobody else like, uses that. Fecundity word. is used more than that word, <laughs> and that's and that's just yeah. Oh, it's still a terrible still word. Still bad. It's still bad. <laughs> the thing that I found to be particularly interesting was uh, when they're making out and Josh picks up the phone. He is wearing a Trip Shakespeare shirt. I have not heard of Trick Shakespeare, so I had to go look this up. And they were a Minneapolis band in the 80s and 90s. And after they broke up, like two, I think two of the members either founded or they're part of Semisonic. Mm-hmm. Um, but Trip Shakespeare had four albums. And when the third came out, it was like widely, like, like a lot of critics really loved it. But it came out like 91, 92, when Nirvana and grunge was out and like nobody knew what to do with them and their record label dropped them. 
like just as they were like releasing one of like their best albums apparently and what i think is so adorable is that paul rudd uh there's a book out called the uh that came out last year that i only found out about as i was researching this the oral history of clueless also called as if by by uh by jen cheney and paul rudd said that that shirt was his shirt and that he was, he loved trip, like apparently most of the clothes that Josh wore were, were his own clothes. Um, and he said that like, he loved Trip Shakespeare's, like one of his favorite bands. And so he was so excited <laughs> that he could wear this shirt in the movie. Cause he was like, oh my God, this band might see me and they, they may see their t-shirt in this movie. And won't like, that be cool that they'll see me in this. Like not obviously not knowing what the movie would become and that, well, unfortunately, Trip Shakespeare folk, nobody is going to know what Trip Shakespeare mm-hmm. is. Like, but I thought that was <laughs> the cutest thing in the world. It seems very that Paul like Ruddish thing to do. It does, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Seem, yeah. It seems super Paul Ruddish, mm-hmm. and it just, it just. I love movies that let let the actors do that because you know you get you get a little look into their personality when they get to use clothes, their own clothes, and things like that. Like, have you seen other Alicia Silverstone films? Uh, so. I definitely know I've seen, uh, sadly, Batman and Robin, which is, I yeah. say sadly because it's, it's, it's a, it's, they tried to make it serious and when they shouldn't have and, and, and watching it is just, it's just not serious and uh, just all kinds of things, just all kinds of, uh, was, so, but as, uh, who is Robin? <laughs> Um, Chris, Chris O'Donnell. O'Donnell. Yeah. Chris O'Donnell. And uh, yeah. like I was talking to a friend, and they were saying like, "Oh, you know, uh, oh, everything that Alicia Silverstone is gold, all right." And I'm like, "Really, really, Batman and Robin?" And he's like, <laughs> uh, "Well, to be fair, she wasn't the worst part of that movie." Okay. Um, yeah, that's true. But yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, As for uh, other movies, um. Oh, I'm always I'm always bad at actually like tying a person like just from a person's name to the movies they're in. Like there's there might be a chance that I have seen them, but unless but I'm more like I remember the movie more than I remember the actors a lot. So like, I uh, what about Excess Baggage? See, I, Did you see no, that I one? No, I don't think I've seen that one. And and like uh, I don't remember anything except that she's. I must have had the DVD or something because she's standing. I think she has a suitcase and she's wearing a kind of Cher-ish cute outfit and she's it says excess baggage and I think she's kidnapped or something. Yeah. Uh, Amy, have you seen it? Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a full Alicia <laughs> Silverstone movie aside from Clueless. Like, I have seen parts of excess baggage. Mm-hmm. I remember she gets in the... She, isn't she in the trunk at some point? I think so, yeah. I think so, because it's her and Antonio Banderas. Oh, really? I've, yep. Oh, I want to see that again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I've seen parts of Batman and Robin. Ro- uh, Batman and Robin. I have seen parts of The Babysitter. But I am a TV person. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always watched a lot of TV, and I watched the series that she was the lead in called Mismatch, which was adorable oh, was it? that was the one that was canceled re- really quickly wasn't it it was it was canceled really quickly i know she was in another one called singles tabled um and i feel like i might have seen it but i don't remember it distinctly but john cho is in it so i kind of want to go track that yeah. down 
But yeah, mismatch where she played like she played a matchmaker, and her and the whole you know drama was that her father, who who was Ryan O'Neill, like was a divorce uh, divorce attorney. So, but like when I went through it to look at who was in the movie, oh, I'm in the movie because I I knew it was her and Ryan O'Neill, and I knew that uh, like a post Firefly cancellation, Nathan Fillion came in for like the second half of the season, and he was like some big shot, but. The people that were in it, there's a ton of really good actors. There's Lake Bell and Bradley Cooper and Christina Hendricks and Jenna Fisher and Richard Kind and wow. like James Roday from Psych and Daniel Day Kim from Lost and a ton of other character actors that I know. Of and I was really just quite shocked by I that. Should give that I a was, try again now. Uh, she wasn't had a cameo, I think, in Tropic Thunder as herself. And I know I've seen that movie, but a lot of the other things I haven't. Uh, and I'm just trying to track down. Has 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 either of you seen Vamps? Okay, because mm-hmm. is that movie uh, or TV? It's filmed. It's twenty. It was 2012, but it's also by Amy Heckerling, and it has uh, Alicia Silverstone starring oh. in it, hmm. and Walsh Shawn. Like I think that I've heard of it, but odd. I never saw it. Like it looks like one of those like kind of comedy horror things. And one of the things uh, growing up in the video stores was I saw a lot of comedy horrors. Like yeah. Um, what was it Transylvania nine six hundred or 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 oh, yeah my God, like I just stu- stupid goofy horror things like that and this looks like that's like in the same vein. Um, I did also notice that on the thing that she mentions that uh, she was the main character voice for uh, Braceface, which I never saw the cartoon series, but I knew it ran for a bit like quite a bit all right well i think we are good for minute 44 do you guys have anything what are you plugging today my friends oh uh, well i'll just stick to the previous podcasts that uh this group has been working on uh check out a talking cast which takes a look at the movie a talking cat you have to go up at the end because it is an exclamation point question mark uh <laughs> and uh also the cast next door which uh looked at the cast next door the j-lo uh, vid- uh, movie f- uh, vehicle that uh, is kind of odd. <laughs> I the don't know how to explain. Door, right? Yeah, the it's boy next really door. Hard yeah. To explain. <laughs> Although I kind of want it to be the cat next door. Yeah. I think like a nice well, crossover well, of the that's cast the ni- nice thing is that since uh, it, we tr- like the group transitions from the to- uh, talking cat to the boy next door. The, the cover photo for, for it uh, was a cat looking out the window uh, instead of, <laughs> instead of the, the front cover of the boy, which was absolutely great. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And Jessica? Uh, I don't have anything to plug, but uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, uh, I think it's JR DeRoy or Jessica DeRoy, and I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm also really interested in guesting in other podcasts, so if you are uh, you have an opportunity for me, let me know. Awesome. And as always, uh, I, you can find me on Twitter at amypop, A-M-Y-P-O-P, or track me down on uh the amy pascal that's p-a-s-c-a-l-e dot com and you can find out all of the places that you can stalk me online and see how super adorable and exciting i am (laughs) all of the time um thank you both for being on the show uh goodbye miss jessica bye thanks guys (laughs) Bye. Goodbye, Jordan. Bye. And we will be back tomorrow to discuss one of my favorite minutes, Minute 45. Bye. Will it get to America? Will it get to America?
episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted. Executive produced and hosted by Amy Pascal, with my guests Jessica DeRoy and Jordan Sam. Follow us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram at, at As If Podcast. All one word. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.